1: Welcome along to the Wise Men's Here Podcast where we are going to discuss another winless home game, like anyone really expected anything else. I'm Stephen Goldsmith and myself and Gareth Barber would firstly like to thank people who come along to the live pre match show mm. at the Peacock where John Oster came along. It was good wasn't it?
2: And it was great, wasn't he? Hopefully you're going back a few more times and he might open up a bit more about what happened at that Leeds Christmas
1: party. But, yeah, what, what is now what what appears to be the infamous Leeds Christmas Probably. party. <laughs> Something really bad must have happened there because he didn't want to go there at all, did he? Well,
2: maybe he shouldn't have gone there at the time. <laughs> if you've,
1: you've binned us, if you off for Liverpool, man, you shame on you. If I know Sky Sports shoved that fixture down everybody's throat for about a month before uh, they kicked off, but if you thought that Mourinho was going to go to Anfield to do anything else but play for a nil-nil draw, then you know you need to question your own knowledge of football. Maybe we should. And it serves like,
2: you right. Got the word out there. And he could have um, sort of told us, told people. Just confirmed that, just that that's said, what he was going to do. Listen, go if you're a Sunderland fan. <laughs> well, because on,
1: you're putting on all these old games where I finished like 3 3 and stuff, mm. aren't they? And that just wasn't going to happen at all. Mm. That's what happened. Need- when needless you... to say, we had the last mm. laugh. Tom Lynn, former editor of the Wayside Raw, who remembers that one? I used to buy it mm. all the time. Well known contributor to the Sunderland debate over the years, of course, through a variety of platforms. Houses for you, Tom. A throwback to times we all thought were lost.
3: Yeah, it is. It's like, oh. um, you know. Helps I put your mic up. Get the I mic think. on. Get the mic on. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like a 20 year throwback. It's, you know, it, and the it's rest. Go, it's going back to the red card days,
1: except in a nicer stadium. <laughs> in a nicer stadium, but with a worse atmosphere because it's, yeah. it's more sparse. People are just absolutely depressed, you know. Um, 20 years has been kind. It's longer than that. Uh, isn't it 27 years? Like, if we finished fourth. This season, which obviously isn't going to happen, but if we finish fourth this season, it'll be our worst league finish for 27 years or something. Is that right? Or is that wrong? I don't know. Something to look forward to, isn't it? No, it's not that long. 22 Ninety, years. Eight, 22 years. I think you are right, Tom. 22 years. There you go.
3: It's just, I think you know, to come out of the Premier League when there's all this money around and um, you've got you know clubs with all due respect, them like sort of Watford, Swansea, Burnley, Southampton, West Brom, Stoke. You know, whose stadiums can only hold half of what ours can hold who don't have the history and all the rest of it, looking so much stronger, better organized and you know, in most cases quite stable in the Premier League and you know, here we are again just messing around at the wrong end of the of the championship and it's looking pretty dangerous at the moment.
1: Michael Loff is here too, one of our own contributors as well. In his twenties, Michael, he's a home and away. <laughs> Witnessing now
0: times that are probably lower than even you've ever imagined, Michael. Yeah, definitely. Um, the one thing I will say is I hate being right about these things, but I've always challenged the theory that it would do us good to go down and have a bit of a rebuild and start again. Because unless you've got the finances like Newcastle had last season, it's a very tough league to get out of. And once you get on a downward spiral like we have over the years, it's very hard to arrest that slump. And obviously the slump just continued. So instead of um, having disappointing results against Manchester United and Manchester City, you were now having them against the likes of Queen's Park Rangers. This is worse because somebody
1: after the game, a fan of another club, said to me, it's more of the same for you guys, isn't it? You're in the Premier League and getting beat off off team week in, week out, and now you're in this division and you can't win. But it's not the same because you reluctantly accepted what was happening in the Premier League because you're playing against decent players and decent teams. These players, these teams, sorry, we are playing every week are rubbish. They're, They're rubbish. And it frustrates you even more because you can see how bad they are. And we ca- we we can't even score first at home against any of them. Never mind win.
3: Yeah, I mean that that's my argument at the moment. We're not, you know, we don't have the greatest squad in the world. But to me, that's at least a top six um, squad, and it's just been very, very badly
2: managed. Well, even and top top twelve. I mean, you I mean, if you're in the top twelve in the championship for the vast majority of the season, you've mm-hmm. got an outside chance of the playoffs, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. You know, then we can't. We're not even don't Even look like you know.
3: And the ma- you know the managers come out and said something along the lines of. Um, He's not really bothered about being in a relegation fight until it's mathematically impossible to get out of it. Well, that's just absolutely ridiculous because on Saturday morning before the QPR game, he was telling us all we'd get promoted. <laughs> so we've gone from like one extreme to the other.
0: I think my main grievance of Saturday was QPR, to be honest, I think they're possibly the worst team I've seen come to the stage my life this season. They were functional at best and we never really looked like breaking them down. The goal was just a rare bit of quality from McGeady. What's concerned me this season is when we've had positive results there just seemed to be like flashes in the pan so the Preston performance we were all really positive after that we've had other green shoots in the past but they've been followed by poor performances and even the goals we've scored it's very rare we scored from one play obviously we scored from open play on Saturday but as I said it was a bit of individual brilliance it's not a kind of you can't look at it and think oh well Grayson's done really well there because he's changed this that and the other and it's come as a good like good like and training ground stuff it just kind of looks as though we're scoring goals because of Players own like individualism, which is quite quite worrying.
2: That was the first goal from open play this season at home, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. It, was, it was quite, it was quite
3: yeah. ironic as well how the, the the crowd were about to internally implode. I think <laughs> um, with a, a series of like sarcastic. Have you ever uh, heard cheers. that before? I've never. I don't I've never. No, I've never, I've it never, I've it never heard it over a sustained period. Um, and and it was it, it, you could just tell that that was probably, you know, unless McGeady'd score, it was almost going to be some sort of like. Metaphorical turning point, really. I think you could just sense the whole ground mm. would just absolutely few Well, it was that,
1: that passage of play just before that where they were kicking the ball out of play and players yeah. weren't looking, and mm-hmm. you, you expected the the tannoy to start blasting out circus music, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah. it was it was yeah. it was something else. And I, I actually thought whenever Sunderland did do a little bit of good play or go chan, uh, close with a chance, the crowd you, you heard the roar and, the, yeah. and, and they got behind them and tried to do as much as they can, but. That passage of play in particular was so comical. You, oh. you, 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 you can't get your head around it. You, you can't do anything but no, well, sit there and put your head in your hands. You just
3: you just you know I sat there and all like, I could think is like how how much lower can like can we go? You know I think it was something like three hundred and one days since we've like won a home game, and there's still some people now you know when people are criticising performances and the manager are sort of saying get behind the team. Well, I think our fans have you know have been unbelievably loyal, unbelievably patient and a lot of clubs it would have kicked off big time well before now
0: I think sorry, another big um, annoyance I had coming out of the game was once we got back 1-1 like you said Stephen the crowd really did get behind them. it felt like it was a bit of togetherness but then we had a 5 minute spell where we went for it and attacked a bit but other than that it almost seemed like we were settling mm. for a point mm. and Grayson's coming out after the game and saying that or we haven't lost in two and there's kind of encouraging signs well I didn't see any encouraging signs on Saturday. Ada McGee was, was think, an encouraging sign.
1: We'll, we'll talk about before we start bashing Grayson. Uh we've gone about some of the players and <laughs> the set up and stuff like that. What are you going to what are going to say?
2: No, I was just going to say it's um it, what I've noticed as well and you know just body language wise when we've when we scored and not so much when we've when we've taken the leading games to celebrate the goal and kind of all go to each other and all that and but when when we score sometimes in games like that, like McGeady scored, and it's almost like the players can't believe themselves that we've scored. Like the kind of he's running off on his own celebrating, they're kind of just kind of trudging about, going back to the positions and stuff like that. And it happened. It was similar. Obviously, McGeady's celebration, he went off, you know, against Preston, but it was the same. It's like it's almost like they can't believe that they've, they've they, even they've got back into the game because they don't. They, there's no belief. Um, in 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 what they're trying to achieve, um, whatever it may be. I mean, big. I mean, if you get into the game, we come back. to what, what were you going to talk about? Sorry, before I go off. And
1: I just wanted to speak a, uh, about the way the side was set up in certain in, in well, individuals' performances. Well,
2: in terms of the way the side was set up, what was incredibly frustrating and basic was from an attacking perspective, how QBR basically just went, oh, we'll just sit five ten yards deeper. So all they did was sit deep. When and when they had the ball, when they when they played out, when when for goal kicks and stuff like that, they were deeper, and they just all they did was compress the space between a goalkeeper and the back four, because all they knew the threat was Watmore in behind. But why, why don't the players think? Oh, I, I've got five yard, five ten yards of space to hit between the back four and the goalkeeper to get Watmore in. You, it's it's not a ball you're gonna, yeah. it's not a ball you're gonna play in like. Kevin De Bruyne might play that pass, but we haven't got a Kevin De Bruyne. No, we've
1: got Lay and We've got Didier and exactly. So you're playing four in midfield. I mean, four four two. Uh, apart. There, there were times of the games when I, I wasn't sure that's what yeah. it was. That's what that's what, he, that's what he's come out and said it was. Um, which which, which we'll just look which, a mess. Well, well, uh, we'll, we'll it, we'll, we'll it says a, a lot if you can't if you can't work out what also, what, the, what the system's supposed to be. Firstly,
2: on that on that point as well, that, that annoys us. Is so why why don't the midfielders take five yards step up the pitch? Mm. And compress their space, but in the in that in that yeah. gap, but they don't. They're White, just, White, they're just with,
3: rigid with his team selection as well. It was another, you know, when when everybody sort of, you know, I was walking over the bridge and sort of team news comes through, and you can hear everyone, everybody you walk past, are just the depressed before the match has even started. <laughs> yeah. And it's not it's not the first home game. I mean, why aren't Williams and McManaman starting games? Right. You know, he he he's just signed them recently, and Williams looks, you know, Williams
2: McManaman right yeah. arguably. I'll, well, our best player in the games where he's yeah. played
3: especially yeah. against Hull he was it's terrific Hull, and he took, yeah he, he took two, two, our two best players off at Hull and then they
1: equalised mm. I just, um, wait, just I, can't I, understand and, the guy at times and you would question the sanity of anybody who left the stadium and the match on Saturday and didn't think that Williams should be should be playing for Sunderland can um,
2: d- I say on I'm Williams I'm, I, I, I'd have him in but I wouldn't have him in where he's playing and I'm not because for the for the reason that I think he just runs around a lot. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I don't think he's he a bad a ball, player. the ball. ball. But he's not. He's not a forward. Like furthest forward of a three midfield player. He doesn't score goals. He doesn't really create goals. But he, he does, it's his movement, and I think we've got he ticks his, he, it he, us he, 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 got us
1: back, he got us back on the ball. No, he did, he and, did,
2: but that, that's why I'm saying he should, if he's in, he should be deeper. He should be in the midfield. That's absolutely up in fair the three. enough.
1: But what, what, what my observations were is see, I left the ground and I didn't think it was a 4 4 2. He's come out and said it was a 4 4 2. I've read a couple of tactical reports that suggest it was a 4 4 2. I didn't see that when Not I was watching it. If, 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 if I'm being honest, okay. But anyway, um, because my point after the game was. If you're if you going to insist on playing two centre midfielders like Catamolton and Dong, and this isn't reactionary because we've been seeing it for a few weeks now, if you're going to play those two, you can see it working in a four four two. but then your creativity and your flair and your goal scoring threat needs to come from elsewhere. Mm. And it needs to come from your wingers and it needs to come from your centre forwards. Mm. It's no good if you're having somebody like McManaman on the bench who can beat a man, who can get in the box and having Honeyman player with the greatest of respect. Yeah. Lee, if, if, Lee, if it was the formation I thought it was at the time, when it was three in the middle, you can understand Honeymoon playing a little bit, because he's worried about what's coming the other way.
3: If Simon Grayson and his coaching team are like studying videos of our games, Lee Cattermole should have been dropped weeks ago. I like Lee Cattermole's attitude, and you know I'd, I'd never decry him as a, as a professional. But he isn't playing well, he looks very slow, he's allegedly got uh, an issue with his back, but he plays golf on a regular basis, which... Won't help him at all, and I just think that the manager needs to have a. He, he needs to have a serious look at more because he just gets bypassed in games. Think, he's he's got sorry. no liveness and no agility to his play. He just looks stiff and, and average players. You know people that you know. Frankly, you haven't heard of. are just like terrible to bits. He, he's a passenger, absolute passenger at the he moment. Never
2: put, the thing is because we've talked about biting midfield. Sorry, Michael. Oh, go ahead. We've talked about biting midfield, and. When we, got you do know, we're discussing Williams playing part of the two, and we're saying, well, you know, that More gives you that bite. He doesn't put tackles in anymore. He no. never, he doesn't put a tackle in. He never gets close to people. Doesn't do anything. Doesn't he he kind of puts, his, does that like puts his arms up and lets people go past mm-hmm. when he's on the ball. In tight areas, he gets swarmed and the yeah. nicked off him in, in dangerous areas. Yeah, and it, it it it's alarming.
0: I think um, Cutmore's form is probably the biggest argument for bringing in Johnny Williams as one of the two because, like you said, Gareth, he's not really going to create you many goals. He's not going to score you many goals. But what he is, he's neat and tidy. And when you've got Ndong, whose ball retention isn't the greatest, sometimes you need someone like Williams who's going to want the ball, put his foot in it, and he can just supply you to our more creative players, and they can create the goals and score the goals. Mm. It's simplistic, but it's kind of. But we have got to go because, like you say, a what is more He contributed at the minute, absolutely nothing really, from my point well, of view. And what
1: I've quickly discovered the difference because people talk about the difference between the championship and the Premier League, and this is not something you would ever suggest or condone in the Premier League. But it's almost the point now where you think you just need to get those attacking players on the pitch at one time and make and be yeah. braver than the other side and be more attacking yeah. than the other side. Yeah. If you go back to when Peter Reid found a new lease of life at the stadium when he was on the brink and he changed his side and went very attacking, didn't he? And we had Darren Williams and we had... Apologies for our younger listeners. And we had Darren Williams and we had Jordy Craddock uh, play centre-half, who did not look convincing at all. Holloway was right back, he moved. Mickey Great left back, who initially... Didn't look like he was going to be the England player that he turned out to be. And we tried to outscore teams. Mm. And you you can see the sense in doing something like that now. Because teams like QPR, even if you go full throttle and you attack them and attack them and attack them, they don't have the quality, I would suggest, to get three or four goals. So if you were Mm. going to put all these attacking players on and try and outscore them, try and build some confidence up that way, work Mm. from the front instead of the back. Because Mm. this... This what we're trying to do now. It's becoming such a psychological barrier. These soft goals were given away that it's almost having the opposite effect. Where they're trying to defend, defend, defend. Iron that out first. I would suggest the championships, not the environment, to be doing that. And and the best form of defence is attack. I think you'd get two more people
2: on side as well, wouldn't you? You know, if you if you went at teams and and you know you, you started scoring more goals, yeah, people get frustrated, but you can't. You know, without without scoring more goals in the opposition, he ain't gonna win games. And at the moment, we've got we've had a problem with scoring goals all season, especially at home. He's chopped, he's
3: chopped and changed all the time. And, you know, one position we haven't mentioned yet, it's like the goalkeeping position. I mean, you know, with all due respect to to, to Jason Steele, he he just looks like a rabbit in the headlights at the moment. He looks very very nervous. Um, his distribution's poor. Um, ironically, he was initially dropped when he probably didn't deserve to be dropped for right there and Reiter came in and got dropped after a game where he did all you know, right, the, yeah. the Cardiff game where he did OK and couldn't be blamed for either goal and I think I think Grayson now has just been stubborn to be honest I think he's just playing stale because you know, he, he knows he's probably cocked up in the first place but now he needs to think about dropping him it's, I mean, it's he's, just,
2: he's, he kept the kept them in after con- he brought him in we conceded five at mm-hmm. Ipswich and then it's like right well I'm in a situation now yeah. what can I do I'm gonna to have to yeah. have, a, have a drop him after that yeah and it's almost like now we uh,
3: and after that Ipswich game somebody mentioned the goalkeeping scenario and he, he actually mentioned Reuter by name as if to, I think he actually said who's to say that Reuter wouldn't have conceded five goals or something yeah. to that effect which I thought was pretty petty I don't yeah. think you needed to see. Well, that I
2: mean you, you look at the the goal at the weekend and it's it was I said it. I sort of tweeted about it half the time and just said it was pathetic. It's wet yeah. defending. It's like yeah. how don't let teams mm. come and camp in your six yard yeah. box and yeah. sit on your line, yeah. line and sit
0: on you. That's Steele's fault though as well. And don't no, push thing. them out. Exactly. I mean, like yeah. what's he doing? Letting people stand on him. He should be clattering people. Goalkeepers go get
3: protected. You know, he I mean, should be coming I mean, out right, and should. claiming And then
2: so we had three. There's three of those corners, right? So the first one. So I'm sad, right, so I'm watching the corner taker go over, picks a ball up, bounces a ball on the floor. So, right, and then they all move in. Mm -hmm. If I'm watching that going, they're doing something here, react. Why aren't the players going, he's done that, now they're all moving in. They know exactly what's going to happen, so block people block mm-hmm. people
1: off start pushing people out should the manager start, of course, start be getting grabbing, that message to the players start,
2: well they don't need start, no, no,
1: start you, getting the grips with those people but, if, if, but, but now, you you're on yourself... two fronts because if the players aren't intelligent enough to for, for game management I'm not I'm not, that
2: them... I'm not having that John O'Shea is t- stupid enough to not understand that well, so so why so, what, so
1: so what, what why I, don't understand. I think I think because it, if the players don't getting should be getting to the players from the bench I think it's the the players as
3: as a unit uh, to me, you're playing at about sixty-five, seventy yeah. percent max of what they're possibly Agreed. capable of, What's and the there's difference? no, there's nobody gets really upset. There's no aggression. There's no pace. It's just almost going through the motions at times, and, I, and and this is why, you know, I, I'm I'm probably the number one for stability, this, that, and the other, but like grace, and on the evidence to date, there's got to be a big decision made about him soon because we've seen all this before. We, you know, we 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 went through the whole of last season, envisaging what Moyes was going to do, and it happened. You know, ironically, the first time we ever changed a manager to save ourselves, and, and this guy is getting us it into feels, big trouble. Well, we're having, well, this, we're having the same yeah, conversations, aren't we? Let's
1: yeah. let's come back and talk about Grace, and then we, we'll move away from the game now, and then we'll have a discussion about Simon. There's a question whether Grayson Simon Grayson is um, making a rod for his own back on some of the things he's he's coming out and saying. Some observations I've made. He's, he's saying to us that the players are happy and the ones that he's got here want to play for the club. In turn, the players are then coming out and, and clarifying that and confirming that and saying that they do want to be here and the mood in the dressing room doesn't reflect the performances. Mm. That's worrying on behalf of Grayson because if the players are highly motivated, we know that they are better than what they are shown at the moment. Secondly, to go alongside that, myself and Gareth were having a chat about, uh, about the game um, and the long ball tactics and Grayson's come out and said they aren't the tactics. Mm-hmm. So, we all know just off whatever level you've played football at, whether you've played or you've coached or you've just watched Sunderland, you know that a telltale sign of a player not knowing what his instructions are, not having the confidence to do anything is to then go along. Mm-hmm. So, is that down to instructions not getting to the plate? Whichever way you look at this, here Simon Grayson isn't coming out well. But
2: the the mm. argue, the counter argument, there's was confusing because he said in that same thing, same discussion, that he said we put Vaughan in with Watmore because he had a physical presence. Mm. And That's we wanted you need to get, to go longer. Yeah, though. and he wanted to get what? But how's he? What's he going? He's not going. He's it's, he's not going to flick it on on the floor, is he? I mean, he, he can. He made, you
3: know, he, made, he made a comment when we thought down at Ipswich, Ips- yeah, Ips- well, so we they had were them scared. on the rack yeah. <laughs> I mean, and as I say last Saturday morning we are getting promoted and um, 48 hours later he's going to be happy to avoid relegation it's I just, mean, it's just...
2: he also said, which is quite funny, um, he said because what, what it seems he does he has to ask a the question and he kind of does a big intake of breath and then just speaks for ages without yeah. pause and just stream of consciousness where he's mm-hmm. It is getting a bit. It is a bit harsh, probably a nitpick, but it was, it was quite funny because he said, um, "Lamine had been Medine, Medine, L- Lamine had been struck down with illness. That's been a- yeah. affecting the squad and the region." Yeah. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> I was like, he's blaming like a pandemic for, uh-huh. for poor results. <laughs> well, yeah. That's a new excuse. Brilliant. Yeah. Hey, look, what, and
1: the problem is he, he kept. When Grayson, he wasn't an appointment that I can remember many people being happy with, and one thing you would say is Sunderland fans are prepared to give people a chance. All you can then do is have a look at is his. His record and then you could kind of see the logic why he was brought in because he's been to clubs and the li- the line was wasn't it i've improved clubs everywhere i've been mm-hmm. they were generally clubs in the, the division below you know which is the first thing you would see he's never been given a, a task of a, a club who's just been relegated or somebody who's even finished high up in the the championship from what i can see mm-hmm. then all you can do as a fan is judge the manager on what he says and i don't think there are any arguments there that he was saying the right thing he, he was Rubbish and all this idea that there's some sort of curse and some sort of problem, and that the fans were to blame. He was saying he wants players to come in, appreciate the region, appreciate the fans, appreciate the opportunity they've been given. And the issue is now when you say that, and you say that, and you say that, he's going to look foolish now if he turns around and tries to say, "Well, this has been going on before I come." He's hinted yeah. at that before already, yeah. but he hasn't gone into it fully, has he? Yeah, and, and 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 this is the issue because he, because he's put himself in corner in a
3: way hasn't well, he? he he made those comments about you know, people going to Ipswich on a Tuesday night and then he tried to like backtrack on that by making it more generalised but he, he was actually popping at supporters when you read his initial statement um, he's made comments about the atmosphere at home games etc etc and he's just fallen in the same trap as, as previous yeah. managers it's like everybody's fault but his yeah, with Grace, sorry sorry I was just going to say our, our overall situation isn't all down to Simon Grayson we know that there's a lot of other people got a lot of questions to answer but you you can only judge him as a manager and it's just
0: haphazard management to me so far. With Grayson in my opinion the only argument for him to remain the job is stability and to give people time and I sometimes think that giving people time in football is a little bit of a fallacy because when you look at Grayson give him time to do what what's he doing on a regular basis which you think well what's he implementing what's his idea what's his strategy I mean it's like you say what he's saying in in the press is just contradicting it by what, what his actions are so he talks about in the summer how I only want people at the football club who want to be here, want to roll their sleeves up. Now, I know Gareth disagrees with me slightly on this, but then you appoint the Corny as captain in certain games when you talk about people who want to be at the club. And then on on a Saturday, we see seen a team of players that are highly motivated, given 100% and want to play. I don't think we are. So we see things like that. And then, as you say, it's inconsistency of the goalkeeping thing. That, to me, looks like weak management. And as I say, if we were playing a style of football where I thought, right, okay, you can see what he's trying to do. We've been unlucky in games, and going forward, I know what the plan is out say, Yeah, give them time to implement this. But as I say, what are we giving them time to do? It just looks like a haphazard mess. And if we the longer we give them, I think the more the more things will go wrong. Because I think last season we had this idea with Moyes. If you give Moyes time, we'll be able to turn it around. Blah blah blah. And Moyes has a better track record than Grayson, but it was obvious from two weeks that Moyes being the football club. That he was a wrong man for Sunderland with the things he was saying, with what we were saying on the pitch. But we stuck with him, as I say, for this kind of fallacy of giving people time. Whereas if we got rid of Moyes earlier, we could have still saved our season, and I think that crossword of grace. And now, if we act now, I mean, obviously I don't know who would bring it, but that's not our job. That's the job of the people within the football club. I mean, are the club realistic in a sack a manager when they've got no budget to buy players? But then uh, look at the squad he's got now. I mean, surely like even like a moderate manager at that level can get that club that team to finish at least mid table. The argument would be that he is a moderate manager at that level. Uh, I'm, this is
1: devil's but advocate. This is devil's, devil's advocate because there's people who can see anyone who follows me on Twitter knows. I, I, I've, see, I've asked the question seriously whether he's good enough, and then and, and I'm mm. struggling to get behind but him. Like I'm you being said honest. before,
0: he's, he's always started in League One with these teams, and therefore he's had the base to build on because they've got promoted in League from League One, they've gone up with momentum, and that means they've got a strong base to move forward at Sunday. He hasn't had that base or had them found He's come to a struggling club, and I don't think he knows how to rest it. No, yeah. and he's all, like I say. He's, he, you know, he, he's he's brought players in that he doesn't play
3: as well. You know, people like going back Williams and McManaman. You would think, in relation to what he's got to choose from, that those two should be starting games. And, and you know, when McManaman did play at Hull and, and what have you, he, he played well. Yet we've hardly have hardly seen him since. And so he's all, they're almost like bit park players.
2: I mean, he has had the the injuries and the illness and all that, but. But I would say, again, and this goes back to a point made a few weeks ago, every time something like that's happened, it's almost like, going, oh, I'm going to have to change everything now. No, you don't.
0: He's like me, football manager, I'm going to go you, through a bad spell. I'm like, you you try need, anything. Then. All you
2: need to do, surely, is you've got a group of players there, you, you decide we're going to play this way. If it's 4-4-2, four, four, if it's 4-3-3, three, three, whatever, I know people talk about being adaptable, but I don't believe from what I've seen, that were under severe tactical stress in the championship. It's not like you're in the Premier League where pe- teams are like clever. Every team's been functional, oh, poor, average, but shit. functional. Yeah. They have. Yeah. And and you go. You, like teams teams like Cardiff yeah. they're average. Like, just big, average. And big and strong and yeah. honest. That's and you just as much think, as they are but you set you pick the way you're gonna play. You got a group of players, you say, Right, that's my first eleven and then if the t- if players drop out of it you're coming in, and this is your job. This is you do what they do, and I, I know it might not be as simple as that, but you don't have to. Oh, we've lost two players through injury or illness, so now we have to play three at the back when we're going to play four. We're going to have to play Honeyman as a wing back. We're going to have to, we're going to have to Brian Oviedo as a left midfielder, and then things like that, which happen. Th- these things have happened. I mean, to be fair, to Oviedo, when he went did go in that forward position, he probably looked probably one of our best attacking and technical mm. players that we've got at the club, yeah. which. It's, it's like, quite I funny know, when he's trying like um,
1: to defy the laws of physics by curling a ball round <laughs> when he was standing when it was on the touchline yeah, in the yeah. second half.
2: But I think it's sometimes you, you you know the problem is when you've got players who are low on confidence and obviously not. You know, obviously we haven't got the best, the best group of players in the world. I'm not saying that, that it's reflective of the league position because absolutely is, not I agree with you, Tom, what you have said. But you know, the the, the old draggy, I think Catamold... Pooh form has dragged Ding Dong down. I think Ng Dong's regressed. I think mm-hmm. he should have been getting better every game. Instead, he's getting worse. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe having someone like Williams um, beside him will reignite his role, because then he'd be like, right, well, I'm. Which one of you... Catamol and Dong have got essentially the same job mm-hmm. in midfield. Re- receive the ball, pass it on to somebody else. I just and... get
3: looking on the pitch, I just get the, the impression that a lot of the players are like down. I think they're... Some people might attack, say, oh, well, that's coming from can the... That's can help from with this.
1: that, can't now?" Because attacking players, suddenly somebody starts taking players on. And it's yeah. just, you can't, you feel like it, it can't get any worse. Mm. So it's almost surprising because he's, he's R- so obviously open to the idea of chopping yeah. and changing. Yeah. It's baffling me that yeah. he isn't just saying, right, I need to get we- these players like Williams, like McManaman, like McGeady, like Watmore. I need to get them all on the same pitch at the same time. Mm-hmm. What, what, what can be worse? What, you know, we, we went to Barnes and we got stuff 3-0. Yeah. We're losing at home and we're drawing at home. We lost at home to Forrest who came and played for a 0-0 draw. Mm. And we're possibly the worst team or on par with QPR perhaps. Not mm. QPR, worse. Right, well, yes. to, to <laughs> shit teams like QPR and Forrest, and, and we've got one point from it at home. Mm. At what point does he say, it can't get worse than this? I'm going to put them all on mm. because these are players who at least can get the fans off the seat by mm. taking players on and by creating and chances the, the group, and if we yeah. need to win a game 4-2 or 4-3 then let's just do it and let's just yeah. try and build our confidence that way then you can work on being better defensively I think
2: you, as well you, you look at that group if you said right you've got Graben McManaman McGeady and what more is your three behind and then Williams and then Dong
1: that's the team I was thinking about earlier yep. When I was jotting. the I, I think yeah. for me Williams and It's and Down, a no-brainer midfield. Getting, if McGeady
2: central All your best players yep. well, make it, well the three The th- the front I would play Watmore in behind Because I think he's well, better to the middle I, I, But you've got you've,
1: Either Because he hasn't got me. You know I, he hasn't got
2: a trick Like a, Watmore hasn't got a trick For a winger That's a problem he, It's
1: all paced think, I think Watmore coming in from the right McGeady would, would I know it was Watmore who played McGeady in for that chance In the first half But I could see that combination Working the other way Definitely But they could all They
2: could rotate as well that would be frustrating as a defender. All, all of a sudden, he's popping up here, he's popping up there. Who are we picking up? Create some confusion, you know? Because lumping the ball forward and hoping that James Vaughan flicks it on is, is your main tactic. It just isn't, doesn't wash. It's like it's not, it's not acceptable.
0: I do. I totally agree with everything you said about personnel, and this leads on to a wider problem we have. A few weeks ago on this podcast, Kieran Brady talked about having a culture of mediocrity at the club and in turn that leads on to having a culture of excuses and I think that's a problem because everybody from the outside looking in, even members of the local press are saying, oh poor Simon Grayson, last season it was poor Davy Moyes mm. for saying, oh look at the hand he's being dealt, look at the budget he's being given, how can he possibly do anything with this team, Sunderland can't keep sacking managers, all Sunderland do is sack managers but the manager is not doing everything he can to get the best out of the mm. team, it's like you're saying he's making baffling tactical decisions like we're not exactly football experts but we can identify what the problems are and it seems as though he can't and he's just kind of the more the more disappointing the results are getting, the more baffling everything he does is. His major comments are getting more and more confusing by the week. As I say he contradicts himself within the same sentence sometimes. And he's just he's just looking more and more he's out lost. of his depth by the week.
3: He's lost. I think he's lost. Um people say he's a nice bloke and this, that and the other. Fair enough, you know. But that's just got absolutely nothing yeah. to do with the argument. He's not doing a very good job at the moment and the, the club have got a big decision to make and Again, part of the problem is we'll we never,
1: we never, we never hear anything from Ellis Short about anything. We'll We're never not gonna, hear anything not, that's from Martin not, that's Bain not gonna, about anything. Yeah, that's not going to happen th- soon. Um, go back to the finance bit. Could you realistically say Sunderland's sacking a manager when they well, only but, give a transfer budget? Well, a well, Ellis,
3: Ellis Short's got to way up. If he, wants, if he wants at least a decent proportion of his money back, he's got decisions to make here. I mean, you've got to remember Ellis Short's a multi billionaire. This £170 million debt, to be honest, he could write it off tomorrow, like you and make would go and buy a round of drinks in a pub. It's, it, 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 he hasn't got the passion for the club, and that's why he wants out and he wants all he wants all his money back. And the debt is allegedly serviced by one of his companies. So in effect, he's almost, you know, benefiting from something not doing so well. It's, it's, it's just a ridiculous situation. It's a mess. <laughs> and, and and the other thing people keep saying about how much um, money he's put into the club, but if you actually, I I'll kind of give exact figures, but if you analyse sort of our seasonal outlay on transfers, it's not massive because we've brought a lot back into the club as well. Um, and
2: I, we've lost a lot of money on players, mind. I mean, we the, have. The they, the, they've bought know. very badly, but that's yeah. due to,
3: that's due to, you know bad appointments. So uh, he's it, got to take responsibility for that as well.
2: I think you know. I think it, it's no secret and everyone's in agreement that the sooner he, he moves a club on, the mm. better. Um, yeah. The worry is how how can you so I think Wigan got taken over today mm. um, how how can Wigan be more appealing than Sunland? I know, how I, the know ba- I don't know is it I know Barnsley I think that, did, they sell ba- did Barnsley sell for 20 million mm. um, but you're talking about so these it, are the things we it's don't how don't much really money you got how How
3: much does he want for the club but you,
2: you know you're talking about if Sunland says because it was reported he was willing to sell for 57 million or something right mm. you know you talking what do you want to achieve if you're investing in a football club? You know, what mm-hmm. I know that the the talk in the summer was whoever was gonna come in couldn't couldn't afford the you know, invest in in the team what Ellis Shaw could invest or mm-hmm. invest you know, like service debt like Shaw got service debt, whatever. But we we spent one point five million pounds on, on players in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously there's wages or, or additional but you'd think I mean, is that not that much has, has it, that question
3: ever been that's at the press conference did he expect to be given more than £1.25 million, or did he take the job on that understanding
2: to, to be fair as well the money thing I think over time I don't think I think the differences seem like Newcastle obviously put a lot of money into it and mm-hmm. had an instant impact to be fair Aston Villa tried to do the same and hasn't worked for them mm-hmm. um, other clubs it's not yeah, playing and yeah. for them at the moment is it other clubs have spent Little money over time yeah. and have yeah. gradually become better, like teams like Ipswich, um, you know you could argue Bristol City have sort of caught a yeah. bat in the league, and I know they spent five, six, seven million pounds in in the summer, um, and they've look, they're looking pretty good, so
3: I think most people are in agreement with the, with the fact that the squad shouldn't be anywhere yeah. near where it is, so that just brings yeah. you straight back yeah. bad management.
0: I mean, yeah. I totally agree with the point Gareth made. Spending a lot of money does not equal good player recruitment or good management at all. As we've seen. I'll, yeah, <laughs> b- of course, but, but what I'm saying is, though, so, like that, like Tom says, it doesn't matter how much money you spend, this squad is nowhere near a bottom three championship squad. And this is the thing the reason Grayson was brought in because he gets a squad that performed better than some of his parts. This is what we were told he does in mm. Preston, what he's done everywhere he's done. But that. he's getting us to perform worse than some of our parts.
2: And also, worryingly, Alex Neil left Norwich under a bit of a cloud. Unpopular, mm. he's gone there, mm. and they're doing as well as as Simon Grayson had them doing.
0: I mean, this is a problem. I mean, we sit here and we say, like, kind of, like, we say about our squad that it's it's a decent squad at championship level. But I think I'm more experienced myself here. But I'd have been very happy with mid-table stability this season, and then you have a base to kick on from. Mm. But he, but he's not even achieving that. This is what I mean. He's just underperforming. I mean, it's just sudden and all over. We have no expectations, and we leave disappointed. One 0 You know. <laughs> you know. One win in twelve. I know. I know. There's. A, I don't know how many games
2: the, the sample is, but I know there's a, there's a statistic put out there that as soon as a, a manager goes below a certain points per game ratio, it's best to sack them because there's no way that they could ever recover from that situation yeah. cons- over over a consistent period of time. Obviously, because we've you've lost so much ground in, in that group of games. And and you could argue yeah. one win in 12, it's eight not, points uh, yeah.
3: from twelve. And apart from anything, you've got to bring common sense into this. Apart from the actual physical league position, when you look at the table on a bit of paper, you know, or on your PC or whatever, but like you just see it on the pitch. Hmm. You can see on the pitch that things are like uh, are far from right. It's, and it's, I, I understand yeah. the fine what Steven was saying. You know, it, it, it's the it's the biggest argument of the lot. You know, can can we afford the in financially? But I would just ask the opposite question: Can we not afford the in Because mm-hmm. we're in a mess. And, you know, though it's not that long ago, 15-point season, 19-point season. Those of us, of a, you know, an older ilk have seen the third division scenario that we're very lucky to get out of straight away, thanks to, you know, Dennis Smith and Mark gabby Dini, basically. Um, but you can just sense, I think people can sense what's going on. I think there is a general agreement that if we don't act, we could be in the proverbial.
2: It's just that you need... Um... It just feels as though at the moment it, you need a, a lift from somewhere, I just wish there was a Neil
0: Warnock figure like out of work at the minute who could come in.
2: I mean, when did you ever think you'd be saying? I that I know, but it's the it's
0: it's state we're in, though. All um, these managers we used to look down our nose at, you know, and everybody's
3: guilty of it. Tony Pulis, Neil yeah. Warnock, Sam Allardyce, you'd welcome any well, of them at the moment. Well, Sam
2: Allardyce, you know, if he wanted to come back, He's was, not happen, things, but obviously it isn't.
1: But like, I mean. Imagine him going somewhere and getting told he's got a million quid budget. Mm. <laughs> yeah. but,
0: but the thing is, though, validate is, I mean, he does spend money wherever he goes, but he still works with what he's got. When he first came to Sunderland, yeah, we had that December where results weren't very good, but he came in and he identified the problems straight away and he knew what he needed to do to address them. This is what I'm talking about getting the best out of the uh, resource you have available to you. you.
3: The other thing you've got in all listen, you know, <laughs> i maybe being a little bit naive, but you've got like Bahraini, Lenz, and Kazri, or all with the Football Club, and I would have been saying you're playing simple as that, you're contracted, unless somebody comes in and buys you, you're going to play and try and get out of this division as quickly as possible because this will just turn into a, a state of real negativity, you're going to lose a generation of fans, yep. people are going to become bored, I, I know some really hardcore lads who followed Sullen home and away, all lives who stopped at the moment, just almost on principle, I mean they'll be back tomorrow, I know they would, <laughs> but they've packed in, I mean this business about 26,000 there on Saturday, rubbish, there wasn't 20,000 in the ground, you know. The, the the count the season card holders yeah. in, so that's another thing the club should be like really really worried about. You've got to be, yeah, you've got to go some to to make somebody. A lot of people have renewed this season out the lightly, but they will not renew at the end of this season if this continues. no way
2: I think actually, I think people are thinking, you know, we might like you say even at mid table, you're going to win some games.
0: Yeah. You've got to win a lot of games to come. I mean, mid-table. one in
2: tw- one in twelve yeah. is. I mean,
0: Blackburn went
3: down fifty one points.
0: I was
2: about to say that fifty one points. So we need another. 43 points from our remaining 36 games. Thirty-six games. It's better than a point, more than a point a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we're, at the moment I don't think we're in danger of going down because I do believe that the players we've got are I'll good think, enough I'll to keep us it, up. It, dep- and, it depends when think, the first home win comes, doesn't yeah, it? Because, not,
1: because it, it, that, but this we've, got, we've got Bolton on the yeah, horizon. This Bristol City, as you said, yeah. are playing well. Brentford, I, I even think the Bristol City game, we lose that at home... He could be gone then, because and that, that's even if we go to Brentford and win. I think if we lose because on It needs Saturday, to be, he'll be gone. It needs to be home. To it needs to be a home game. And then if you so, I don't think we will lose on Saturday. Uh, Brentford haven't won at home in, in something like seven games So we will, yeah. I know. We know what happens then. I know. But I, but I, I, another draw wouldn't be out of the you know you, you you could imagine that. Then if you lose to Bristol City, it's too much pressure to go in the bottom game with with the mm-hmm. two bottom sides. Mm-hmm. And, and having that That's sort thing, of pressure you know, on the they, player if they can't handle playing at home now, this would be this will be viewed as an you know an absolute mm-hmm. must-win game at all costs. Yeah. Are they in a mentally? Are they in a mental position to cope with that? You'd no. say no, wouldn't
3: you? I think the, I, th- I think that mentally they're a little bit gone at the moment. You know, going back to what you said early on about when we scored, there wasn't a real celebration. There wasn't a real fi- even even in the crowd. To be honest, most, mm-hmm. loads of people around me never even moved off the seats, It was sort of polite applause because It's just that general vibe yeah, around is, the club, yeah. yeah, ne- absolutely the, whole, right. the whole thing needs changing
2: quickly. But, but, but you know, then who's the person? I know you know it's going back a long time, and I'm not suggesting this person should be the manager, right? Before anybody <laughs> accuses that, but you look at God, who's he going to come out with? No, it? no, I was just thinking like when we got promoted to the Premier League in, in '96 '97, the team that Peter Reed had was very low on ability. Yeah. Crap. yeah. We Crap. were rubbish. He like, well overachieved. And to get, that, to, get 40, forward, yeah. to get the forty points with that yeah. team in that division was and to get relegated Remarkable was at the time Williams. the highest points total. Well,
1: didn't he say that was a better achievement than the side than the side he got on hundred and five points? Mm. I mean that, he had, that side You had Michael points. Bridges
2: playing in midfield mm. at times. With David, David, David Kelly, Kelly on the wing, yeah. Mm. You had Paul Stewart up front. Yeah. Um you know, defensively we had what Melville played most of the season. He, didn't he? Yeah, we played a lot. Um, you know, we had the we had these very average Gotta players at that level, lineback. and we we competed, yeah. and, and it wasn't about tactics or anything like that. It was about a motivating, lot. motivating yeah. the players that you've got. But be- making them believe. But creation
1: leading us to believe that the players are motivated. But the way we are saying tactics doesn't matter, but yeah, we're slagging them off for tactics because we're saying it's not enough what he's doing now. Yeah, but if, you, bye, if bye, you're patting them on the back and saying you, yeah, you want to play a. But this he's football getting both wrong. so he's there. got
2: both wrong, hasn't he? Because yeah. the players aren't motivated, and we're not. The if the players are good players, but they don't care, but they were set up properly, they'd be in more positions to do better things on the pitch, which they're not. So, you know, if if they were one or the other. You, you wouldn't be getting the results, of the, but the no. alarming thing is they're clearly not set up properly, and they're not motivated to no. do the jobs. Not confident. You can say they're
3: motivated as much as you want. We we can see that they're not. You can you can see it on the they pitch. They don't believe they don't
2: believe in the in their ability. There's a lot,
3: lo- you know. There's a lot of people in professional football look down on you know fans. Give you know the old cliched argument about oh they've never played the game, but God's sake, you don't need to be a, a, a genius to see what's going on at Sunland at the moment.
2: I mean, you could argue McGeady is. By far and away, yeah, obviously he's, you know, he's, God knows how he's missed that chance of, in the first half. Yeah. Given that some of the goals in some some of his goals he scores with both feet, some of the yeah. stuff he does. Uh,
1: but there's, there's a, d- but a, there's, a d- d- there's a player. There's who, a degree of sympathy on that, I think where where Grayson would say if that goes in, if Oviedo's if shot goes in, if Huddyman's mm. shot goes in, we win the game comfortably and we do. Mm. Other teams simply come and score with the first chance against yeah. us. Yeah, but you let so them. There's an argument. I'm not disagreeing, it, but I'm just saying if, yeah, there's a level of, of sympathy if to if had on
2: that R, as well. If QBR stick one well on the top corner from 25 yards to do what McGeady did mm. in the first half, you've you yeah. you kind of got them.
3: You've got to remember QBR missed two or three absolute yeah. sitters as well. One was Especially a couple of north
2: stand. Yeah, one was pretty much an open goal that I'd missed. Somehow the referee gave a corner for some reason. Um, but yeah I mean that day we're having the same conversations we're having about Simon Grayson now as we were about David Moyes last season and Mm -hmm. the the, it's almost that the comments from the outside of the club sort of almost those patronising comments about oh Mm -hmm. Sunderland they're they're always sat the manager or what do they expect to change Mm -hmm. all these people who don't watch Sunderland week in week out Mm -hmm. people who haven't supported Sunderland for However many years, and seeing what's happened, and understand what's happening at the club on and off the pitch, they're the ones who are judge and Sunderland supporters, and almost forces you into that belief that you should stick with them. But
0: I'd say it's a culture of excuses. It is, but the the you
2: know we we can't have we can't have a situation where the manager of the team is not getting the best out of the group of players, and you talk about time, but twelve games you'd expect to see something, and you can blame people being ill. Or getting injured on the morning of the game, or whatever, as much as you like. You, you've you've got to prepare. At home. You've got, got to tank, for got these tank, things.
3: Th- you know, three 0 at Barnsley. Where we just got totally overrun. Um, got you know murdered at Ipswich, five two. I, I, I don't. I kinda, I just kind of see many positives with them. I, I do agree with Stephen to an extent. I think when you get all these inverted commas flare players into the same side,
1: but uh, I think we but, need another manager. It's, there. it's not a good. St- <laughs> It's not something that I would have ever condoned in the past. It's, it's very basic. I would expect like a twelve-year-old kid to say something like that. Just stick all the attacking players well, in, oh, that... Kevin Keegan, but yeah. like, at the, but at the minute, you, you need something. You need a spark from well, somewhere, it, it, and, and it's almost use like you need to
3: expression. Say, put your best footballers in the yeah, team. we, we, we need. have got too many of our just best players sitting and, on
1: the bench. Try and outscore somebody for a yeah. couple of games yeah. and then reassess the situation. Yeah. If you're too open after you've won a few games, then you can say, all right, maybe we need to just tighten it up mm. a little bit here. We're not in a position to try and tighten the then you,
2: can say, then you can start going like well let's tighten it up maybe that's, for this game we'll bring but that's what I'm saying, we'll yeah. tighten it up we'll bring this player in because we'll want to watch but you, you the core idea of the team should be to to go out and do this and at the moment we're not doing anything against but, but a, games a, very, in a row, very, very ordinary side sides. yeah
0: two games in a row but I've looked at the team and I've looked at the bench and I thought that bench is better than our starting eleven yeah like the players that are on the bench yeah and you, it's like you say it's like square pegs and square holes that's Basically, what you need to do because Grayson has his persona being the back to basics manager, but he's overcomplicating it. He just can't even do what he's supposed to be good at, right?
2: Do you know what's in uh, the interesting one as well? All the talk through the week was about Rodwell. Yep. Um, moving to centre back and all that, and, hit, and then the game comes at the weekend. Where is he?
0: Like, well, so a body contact? But where games is, is week, he though? Remember? Like, <laughs> he's not even on the
2: bench. And this is somebody apparently who's. And what is what what does that say about? A manager's belief in a player to carry out the job that he's come out in the press and said he wants to be a centre-back. Shoot, that your ideal opportunity. Listen, right? We've had this so-and-so's ill, so-and-so's injured. Go in and go in and show
0: you the centre-half. Yeah. yeah. Go in and, and, and prove, prove, you, prove yourself? Even though you're shocking at left-back, Brendan Galloway, he played 90 minutes for reserves. Apparently his best position, centre-half, so we'll give him a go there. Like, don't shoehorn Billy Jones, who we are seen. To be fair, I think Billy Jones did about as well as you could expect mm. of him on Saturday. He kept on drifting right, because he's a right back. Well, of course, you can't blame yeah. Billy Jones, that's what I'm saying. Within the expectations, which are admittedly very low for Billy Jones, he did all right. But as I say, it's round um, pegs, pegs in and yeah, no, all that nonsense. Um, the right shape, in the right shape. Yeah, exactly. But... Um, yeah, as I Could say, he's play players well. in positions. That's basically, it's basic. As I but say, yeah. because Galloway, if he's a centre half, he's not going to have that tendency yeah. to drift out wide. He's, you, you've got Tom Beedling coming through, so like you say, he's going to sit in the reserves forever. Like for centre half. Galloway, but Galloway,
2: be, but Galloway. What he
0: said is what the management was saying earlier mm. on in the season. Well,
2: Galloway, Beedling and and Rodwell were not even were not in the squad. That's the point. And I'm we hidden. haven't got and we haven't got a centre back. In you know what? If, what if one of the centre backs got injured? Yeah. Who goes in then? Yeah.
1: What's, Everybody must have asked that question. Then. You know what's uh,
2: <laughs> the start of the game? I mean, what's the Cor- is cr- prone to the odd, you know.
3: Cornier has let, you know, yet another injury that happens on the on the A day of the game. game. Where, where's he been in the other games recently? You know. Mm, yeah. let, let, let tell us the truth. Don't mug us off. It's like it's it's just getting ridiculous because he's he's an asset. He should be in the team. Mm. Somebody should be getting all of him and saying, "Get your proverbial gear you, and and give your best for this club." Particularly if you want to move away in January. Because what do you think the clubs... He's are, saying he said that. Mean, know, what, there's what, obviously a deep
1: what, road issue with that player somewhere. You know,
3: what, what are other clubs going to think? They think, well, he's not, he's not playing,
1: he's, he's been disruptive in the past, so they're not going to sign he's him, got him anyway. he no value now, has he? It's totally gone. Uh, just to finish things up, how long has he got? You've just said, if you, you think, honestly, Tom, if he loses at the weekend, he well, could
3: I, I can't believe they wouldn't make a decision if we lose at Brentford.
2: Bolton, I think he'll get to the Bolton game. Because I think that'll be the Wigan the Bruce's Wigan moment the
1: yeah, game. I thought about that myself the other day it's got that Wigan game written all over it mm. I think whether I get... there's enough fans in the stadium to make it toxic another <laughs> <or> thing <Yeah.
2: laughs> I think that's it's, I think it's even worse because you haven't got many people left to like even during that that Wigan game you had some who were against and some who were still you know pro yeah. back the manager and you had like kind of two factions whereas I think nobody anybody who had any centre's gone and the only people left are sick So,
0: <laughs> I think yeah, on yeah. grace I think I agree with Stephen I think that he has to, a decision has to be made before that Bolton game if we go and beat Brentford and Bristol City obviously he's got a state of execution but if we lose that Bristol City game or don't win it regardless of what happens at Brentford I think he has to go because like you say it's far too big of a game to go into with that mm. monkey still on our backs and I not waiting at home I agree I don't think he can
1: go into the Bolton game having lost the Bristol City game and that's even if we go to Brentford and win because it's yeah. a different situation altogether, winning away from home and winning at home yeah. if he doesn't win that Bristol City game I, I think he'll go thanks for listening thank you